the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello and welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. Jen Bryant here with you once again, coming on with another fun and informative podcast episode to encourage and uplift you as a mother, as an educator, and as a family who is trying to build strong foundations for your children. Today we're talking about transformative education, an education that is based on the natural design of our children and frankly God's design for education. Our special guest today is Janet Newberry, and although Janet is not new to the field of education, she has become a strong new voice in the field of homeschooling education and has written a new book called Education by Design, Not Default, How Brave Love Creates Fearless Learning. Janet is an educational consultant committed to repurposing education. She and her husband, Doug, travel around America in their Airstream, named Freedom. And her hope is to help families to understand and believe that there is great hope for redeeming education in our country and returning to a truly transformational form of teaching, of learning, of learning how our children learn instead of transactional education as we may have been used to growing up in public or private schools in our generation or from our parents' generation. Janet has seen the pitfalls of traditional education and is now here to tell us that there is great hope because God has created us to be known, to be loved, and to create wonderful and beautiful things by the inspiration of His Spirit in us. Janet also published a blog post for us at Practical Family. It's called From Transaction to Transformation, How We Can Redeem Childhood. I know that many of you listening today are homeschool parents, and even if you're not, listen closely to the ideas that Janet has to share and really try to conceptualize how your learning or how your education style growing up affected the adult that you became. Think about how it could be different. I know Janet has challenged me so much, not only how I think about teaching and learning, and as a former teacher in the public school system myself, I know that I have learned lots of things that I've tried to carry over to my kids. Some of them have worked very well, some of them have not, and I've learned new ways to connect with my kids in more meaningful ways. And that's our whole purpose here at Practical Family, to help you to build strong foundations and healthy homes for your family based on what you know is good for your kids. Parents, may this episode strengthen and empower you in your mind and your spirit today. And enjoy today's conversation with my friend, educator and mentor, Janet Newberry. Welcome, Janet Newberry, to the Practical Family Podcast. It's good to have you. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. What an honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Janet, I've been hearing uh, your name in circles for the past year, and uh, my women's ministry director from our church actually met you at the Leverage Conference last uh, fall. Yes. Shameless plug for Leverage. Kathy Lipp put together the Leverage Conference for speakers. (laughs) And you need to go, Jen. You I do. I have yeah. to get there. I absolutely have to. That's my goal someday. Um, yes. So, so Communicator Academy, Kathy Lip, look her up. She's wonderful. But back to Janet Newberry. So people have been telling me, Jen, you have to meet Janet because her message 
is right up your alley. It's exactly what you talk about with families and homeschool families. So now that we finally have you, Janet, <laughs> please, please tell us a little bit about your background before we get into your wonderful message about education. Yeah, well, as an educator, I started as a public school teacher, and I spent 20 years in public education, um, most of them as an administrator. I was the um, one who stood before the faculty said, and said, these children will not fail on my watch. Um, we hung the exemplary sign on our wall, and um, as God would have it, I had never had any experience with private school, with my, my own learning, or my children's education, but I moved to Fredericksburg, Texas, and became a, both a teacher and then a principal head of school at Ambleside School of Fredericksburg, which is um, a training center for Charlotte Mason education. And then I spent a year as grammar school principal of a classical school. So God has made sure I have had the full gamut in the world of education. And since that time, I've worked as an educational consultant, primarily with homeschool families. Wow. Talk about hitting all the bases, right? <laughs> what a yes. blessing. It, what it's a been blessing. a tour. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and now, you and your husband are mobile. Tell us about we that. Are. <laughs> we, we, in fact, today is the two-year birthday. The two, uh, two years ago today, we bought um, Freedom, our Airstream, and... When, um, yeah, we launched on an adventure. We have a platform called At the Table with America. We host, um, we have online classes that we offer for families um, to help them have conversations without shame and um, just travel to see people in our online classes, travel to speak at conventions and other events, and really experience. Um, a transformational childhood ourselves, which is a whole nother story, <laughs> but oh it's fun. So yeah, we've been living in freedom, our Airstream for um, almost two years now. Oh, how wonderful to have the freedom in freedom to travel across the United States. <laughs> yes. That's and most people think rich, retired people don't think rich, retired, think risking, still working, um, just trusting God and, and finding adventure and it's been something we wouldn't trade for anything. Beautiful and hard. Mm -hmm. Just like life in a house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tears has wheels. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So now that we've heard about your background, why well, I wanted to bring you on today. Because we've been addressing issues here at Practical Family related to how we relate to our children, especially as homeschool mothers. And I know that not everyone who listens to Practical Family is necessarily a homeschool mom. So this is not niche down that specific per se, but what we want to focus on mostly is education and understanding what education is for. And in your book, Education by Design, Not Default, How Brave Love Creates Fearless Learning, one of your goals in this book, you say, is to help parents understand some, maybe some of the misconceptions about education and the purpose of education, because there are a lot of folks who get very anxious about how well their child will do, especially homeschool moms. I mean, hello, we feel like it's all on us now. As much as we wanted to bring our babies home, now we're feeling the weight of, oh my goodness, I need to be the entire education system for them. 
Yes. Let's talk about the, the truth and the lies in that. Can we differentiate yes. those, please? And, and that's the beautiful thing is we get, to, we get to sort through the truth and the lies for ourselves because most of the journey in education will be helping our children sort through the truth and the lies for themselves, too. Because here's what happens in a performance-obsessed culture, which is too often what it, our education system is. It's a performance-obsessed culture. And you've read my book. You know the summary of my research. My research is that when we aim at the target of performance, maturity and really relationships always get stunted. But when we aim at the target of maturity and healthy relationships, performance goes off the chart by design. And so what happens when we're afraid that we won't perform is what happens in a performance-obsessed culture is that struggle is a reason to be afraid. And in my book, I talk about that struggle by design is a gift. It is the place where we get to, as mamas and as homeschool teachers, we get to sort through the lies that we're believing about ourselves and about our child and about the struggle and because we're sorting it through, we get to walk alongside them and help them sort it through too. Because behavior is the echo of belief. And if I believe I'm a failure, my behavior will, will give evidence of that. If I believe I can't, I won't. And there's all kinds of interesting things that happen neurologically too that are attached to that fear and love. Um, cycle that goes along with because fear is what we experience in a performance obsessed culture and love is what we experience in a maturity obsessed culture wow so maturity i'm hearing things like i'm hearing words in my mind like maturity equals love acceptance kind of yes. like that unconditional love that our god has for us exactly exactly and so Oh, a quote from my book is when we offer our children an honest childhood, we can offer the world trustworthy adults because I think the article that the blog that's coming out soon, mm -hmm. um, is going to be about the difference between transactional relationships and transformational relationships, because I have discovered something. Childhood is, is created by design to be experienced in transformational relationships. And those are the relationships where we get because we need. We get the attention that we need. We get the affirmation that we need. We get the acceptance that we need. And we find significance and purpose because we need that. But transactional relationships are we get because we earn. Mm. We get because we perform, we deserve. And that is really the bedrock of traditional education. You get a good grade because you earn. You get to have extra recess because you got all the marbles in the jar. You know, you get because you earn. And in transactional relationships, the best we can do is break even. We're paying, we're constantly paying for anything that we're getting. And so there is no growth. There's just a, a, there's just an economy of, um, the word that's coming to my mind right now is, is bondage. 
there's just a required to get up and perform again tomorrow. But in transformational relationships, when we get what we need, we get beautiful books because we need beautiful stories. We get um, an opportunity to struggle with math because we need to learn the patterns of math and the predictability of math and the operations of math. And we get to experience the safety of someone helping us with math. And so those are transformational relationships where we don't have to fear struggle, but we get to learn to sort through the lies um, and the truth of struggle, which is actually the part that helps us transform into mature adults. Wow. Now, Janet, can you remember a time when this sort of started to hit you? Maybe, maybe it was when you were working in the education system. What kinds of things were you noticing that children were struggling with? And maybe, maybe it was parents that were struggling equally, but, but the system wasn't sort of helping them have transformation. It was only just about transaction. I remember several thoughts that I had about when I was in public education and even private education, when children were, when we could manipulate them enough to get them to comply and get them to conform. Because when I was an administrator in public school, we did a lot of behavior modification. We did a lot of behavior charts. And so it was often about compliance and conformity. And I remember the children that I made those charts for in first grade. Um, because they, there was an angry little boy in first grade that passed the test and went to middle school five years later, successful in the eyes of uh, performance, according to those standards, but still terribly tangled in his anger. And I also remember the shy little girl in third grade who we could get to pass the test but her anxiety was worse when she left elementary school as well. And so, and I remember in my own story, I was an honor graduate in high school and I was the last person that needed to walk onto the college that had given me a college campus that had awarded me a full scholarship because there were some real immature things in me. Um, there was still some places where um, I hadn't healed. I hadn't faced, um, the difference between the lies and the truth in my fears. I had had no one talk me through that and help me to sort those things out. And so we often can send our children into the world ready for success, but immature and not mm. ready for life. Mm. Gosh, isn't that, isn't that a lot of what we're seeing right now? And I think we actually need to do a separate podcast on just this topic that I'm going to mention real fast. But you and I had a conversation about the, you know, the entitlement mentality before. Yeah. And yeah. Um, as it relates to education, our kids can leave our home being academically successful and aware and well-read and whatever. But the emotional piece can be so wholly disconnected from that um, because of the focus on education and I mean education specifically being achievement in that. Yes. So and what we're finding is a whole lot of immature young adults who don't have the skills to to, to what what are you seeing in that? 
who don't have the emotional flexibility, the emotional fluency. I write in my book about um, one of the foundations of emotional maturity is learning how to return to joy from every unpleasant emotion. And it's, um, it's when we are just focused on performance, really performance is about conforming to standards. And childhood is not a season designed for conformity. Childhood is a season designed for transformation. Hmm. We are create because, and this is what happens when we we're talking about entitlement before, is when we spend our childhood conforming, we will, we will not outgrow childhood. We will just be achieving, high achieving children in older bodies, which is another way of saying entitlement. <laughs> True. We're still immature. We know how to jump through the hoops, but we haven't transformed. We haven't been changed. We haven't, we're not, we haven't moved from an immature person to a more mature person. And that happens because our, our real needs are met and our real needs are met um, in love, not by earning and deserving. Hmm. So what can this look like practically in the home? How would you, how would you describe that in the home? Because I'm picturing what I try to do with my kids in motivating them to complete tasks with chore charts or check off your box when you're done type of thing. And in my mind, it's, it's to help them to understand an order to understand sequential steps, you know, so it's not always to control them. Well, sort of, it kind of is. I'm trying to control them. (laughs) Not going to lie. I need to control my kid's behavior. I have this need in me. So God's working with me on that right now. (laughs) By the way, listen to the angry mom episode a few episodes ago. You will learn a lot from, (laughs) from discovering mom triggers. (laughs) But, but how would you describe then what trans transformational love looks like in the home while you're still trying to teach them discipline? What does that look like? Yes. Well, and too often we separate um, love and transformational from discipline because often discipline is the way we are transformed. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's okay that I say this. You can edit it out if it's not okay, but um, we just recorded the fourth episode um, in a series for our podcast, Brave Love, on if I don't manipulate, how do I get my kids to do the right things? We oh. just did a whole series on that. And so i um, I could talk for too long, but here, here's the thing. Think about childhood. Think about, and uh, think about these words too. Think about Jesus' words um, to his disciples, follow me. Okay? He didn't say, get this all right. He said, follow me. Let's live life together. And so uh, as a child of God, when we think about our relationship with our Heavenly Father, it's really a model of the relationship that we get to have with our children. We get to say, follow me. And so here's what it practically looks like. Follow me as we learn to make your bed. Follow me into the kitchen to fix breakfast and to clean up. Follow me into the laundry room. Follow me into the yard. Follow me into um, a good book. Follow me as I help you with math. And as we learn to print and as we learn to write an essay, it really is. And so it is a trust and receive what we need instead of a checkoff list. It is living life in relationships together because that's what we're created. We're not created to be independent. We're created to be interdependent. 
And we don't want our children to grow up to be independent. We want our children to grow up to be dependable. Mm. We want them to grow up to be trustworthy, which is totally different than independent. And here's a question that I often get because I say a lot about doing things together because it's how our children mature. Our 501c3 is called John 15 Academy and John 15 is the chapter on abide in the vine. It is about staying connected in relationships because that's what bears good fruit is this healthy relationship and being close enough to one another, close enough to protect them and guide them, close enough to know what they're struggling with, close enough to know the lies that they're believing to be true. And sometimes we have to model that as we get to model that as moms and dads we get to tell them the lies we're struggling with. We get to give them permission to protect us from the lies. You have permission to remind me that this is not true. When, when this happens, when we're struggling, it's not true that um, all is lost, that we need to freak out. That's a lie that we often believe as homeschool mamas, that when all things go wrong, when it doesn't look like the beautiful pictures on his Instagram, right? It, that we're a loser. And so what if we gave our children permission to protect us from that one? What if they knew that we struggled with that? The gift of that is then they in turn might give us permission to protect them from a lie too. And so you see how we're giving what we need. And so use your charts if it's to help create order. Use the charts if it's um, to move through to set a rhythm for the day. There's no, um, there's no law about charts, but here's a warning. Too often we use them to manipulate our children. Too often we give them the power of a reward to accomplish a task instead of a relation, the power, the strength of a relationship to accomplish the task. Mm. And the reward may get the task done, but it's not gonna have any impact on maturity in your child. Mm. The relationship will build maturity in your child. Mm. And so uh, be kind to yourself because we are literally, uh, my book, the Brave Love Podcast, the work that we're doing, we recognize we're untangling about 50 to 75 years of, of a parenting transition that started about in the 1950s when we moved away from farms, we moved to standardized education. So be kind to yourself, mamas. You can't even look back just one generation and find a different way to do this. We really have to look at truth and untangle some of our false traditions that we've we have just picked up as normal in our performance success culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's even good that here, here I am old enough to be your mom, right? Connecting with you and sharing this with who knows um, how many people in your audience. And so it, this is the model for transformational relationships. We yes. all have a need and we all get to meet each other's needs. Yes, it absolutely is. And that's but, one of the huge reasons why, Janet, I wanted to bring you on is because just the model, like you said, the modeling of this conversation. And mom, as if you're listening to this, it's 
as if we were all sitting in a living room together on the couch, learning from the, the women who've come before us, who, who've been there and who just want to offer that loving, gracious, just an idea. Let's just think about this. You know, nobody's talking yes. down to you. Nobody's pointing their finger. Young mothers or, or mothers who are kind of in the middle right now, the elementary age yeah. kids. Or even grandmothers who have the responsibility of doing this again. Mm -hmm. This is a discipleship model. It really yes. is. And what you talk about in your book, Janet, Education by Design, Not Default, you really do help us to unwrap those those false ideas based on tradition. And still, whether you choose to educate your children at home or public school and you love on them when they come home or private school, whatever you decide, I'm, I'm a big proponent of whatever you decide, yes. you know, do it wholeheartedly and, and you still have time with your kids. You're still yes. influencing your children. So let this serve today as the very beginning of a, a lot of encouraging reminders because we're going to have Janet come back onto the podcast for sure. Let it serve as that reminder to, um, to really start to see your child differently and not as a checklist, not as all these things you might be missing because they're out of a standardized system. There's so much more to offer our kids than that. And it, it's taken me a while to see that, and I'm still learning that every day. But I'm so grateful for people like you, Janet, and others who are gently reminding us that, that there's more and that there's hope. There's hope to transform. There is great hope, and it's okay that we struggle. What if struggle was a gift by design? Because it gave us an opportunity to trust and to reach out and to experience the love that meets our needs. When we can do that as mamas, then we're modeling it for our children. You've been listening to my conversation with educator Janet Newberry, author of Education by Design, Not Default, How Brave Love Creates Fearless Learning. Make sure you catch Janet and her husband, Doug, on their own podcast, called the Brave Love Podcast. Visit her at JanetNewberry.com and check out the John 15 Academy, which supports the success of homeschooling families. Hop on over to practicalfamily.org and join our own community to find out what's coming up next, how you can help contribute to future podcast episodes by asking fun questions that may be answered over the sound waves. And be sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. And thank you so much for being a part of our active listener support. Share this episode with a friend and let them know how Practical Family has moved and inspired you lately. Thanks again for listening. This has been Jennifer Bryant with the Practical Family Podcast, where we are here to encourage you and your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Mm -hmm.